By staying home, you can not only protect your health and that of those around you, but ensure that our healthcare professionals and our healthcare systems can focus on those who need their help. Hello and welcome to Corona Movie Club, my entertainment world's answer to social isolation. Um, so we have a schedule of movies and we're all going to watch them independently in our own socially isolated homes and then three times a week we're going to get together over the internet and talk about them just like your mom's old book club used to do. Um, except now there's nothing old about it because it's all over the internet and we're all social isolating so that we don't help spread the coronavirus around the universe. Um, so we have people from all over North America who are participating and there's going to be different people on each call from the uh, core group. And so every episode, I'm going to come in and introduce the film that we're going to be watching, as well as the names of the people that are going to be on that week's call or that episode's call, because we're going to be doing this three times a week. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. Let's go to the movies. It's something to do. So for a nice of change of pace on this one, we went with something that you probably haven't heard of before because um, we've been doing a lot of classics and a lot of really popular films. Um, so this episode is about Issy and Aussie, which is a 2020 romantic comedy that was on Netflix, um, but it's a foreign film. It's from Germany. So it's possible you haven't heard of it. Um, it just somebody put it on their list of potential films to include in the club, and so we included it in the club. And that's sort of the whole story. Uh, no one actually showed up to this call, so uh, Vargo and I did it alone. So um, enjoy this relatively um, good-natured phone call, um, which doesn't happen since the You've Got Mail episode tore our friendship apart. Um, but enjoy this call between just me and Steve Vargo, just, you know, talking about a German rom-com. Just, you know, as you do. Should we talk about... Issy and Aussie? Yes. Um, okay, so I have basically nothing to say about this movie. <laughs> it might be short. Um, it was very sweet. I don't remember who requested we put it on the list. I'd never heard of it before. Um, my main revelation was I've been watching um, The Circle France. Um, so I've been watching a lot of um, subtitles. Mm. And um, normally... Like while watching the Circle of France, I was feeling that like the subtitles are are interesting because I was having to pay more attention than I normally pay because I like can't be on my phone and just listening to it. I have to actually read. Um, but then watching Issy and Aussie, I realized how much of um, the French in the Circle I was actually re like understanding without mm. paying attention because I felt like if if I took my um, my eyes off the screen for like a second in Issy and Aussie, I got completely lost. Yeah. Whereas I just had to pay most attention to the, the circle, but I don't think of myself as someone who understands French, but once you put it in a language that I like, wholly have absolutely no idea, <laughs> like German. Um, yeah. It was, it was startling how, how forced to, to follow it. I was, um, which is really difficult. I find um, at home, like, I'm perfectly fine in a movie theater. Like, I did, you know, Korean or whatever this fall, obviously, like everyone else, um, in the movie theater. And that was fine um, because you're forced to focus. But at home, watching something with subtitles, 
and not being able to look at your phone for a second is an interesting um, test of uh, attention span that I yeah, was not prepared for because I didn't even think of it. Um, that's my main. That and I think yeah. there were some like little translation issues that like thing or things that just didn't translate. Really, yeah, there was a couple of things in there. Yeah, I remember. Um, Cultural I, that, specificity that was, stuff. That was something that I thought we I would comment on too. Is like first when you turn it on Netflix, it has the dub version, the English dub version. That comes oh, really? Up. That and didn't so, even happen for me. So that happened to me. And I was like, oh, I don't like looking at their lips and <laughs> like English is coming out and their lips are not matching. Like, I, I just don't like that. Um, it just, I've never watched a dub version. I, 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 I have seen, watch. I have seen some dub movies before. Um, Why did I, it okay, automatically but, do that know. for you? I don't know. Huh. And then, and then right away, I just changed over. Uh, I changed the audio to German. I think I just assumed, you know, everything was English. I don't know. Um, I am I am just a new subscriber to Netflix, so maybe you changed it early on, and it's it just stuck with the original audio for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll start doing that t- for me because I don't I haven't watched a lot of foreign language films yet on Netflix. So maybe you'll learn what I, <laughs> mm-hmm. if it has an algorithm. Um, but anyway, so I changed it over to the German and have English subtitles. But I think the one thing about subtitles that work and don't work for me are the pacing and how quick they come on. Because sometimes it's like very quick dialogue and it goes away too fast before I can read it and feel it or whatever, and or I missed like the last two words or something. Um, so it happened a couple times, so I did have to pause and go back a couple times, but generally I believe German is very, it's like English is a dramatic language. So there's yeah, some Yeah, I did not thing. feel that helped me. <laughs> there, there is like, but there was fun things I was noticing, like, cause I haven't watched a lot of German films, but uh, that how the pauses that they make um, in emphasizing different things, like as actors, are very similar to English English speaking, English speaking actors. Like I felt, I haven't really seen it in other languages. I've, I've probably seen French the most um, and Asian language films. Yeah, that's interesting. I've actually just yeah. been thinking about it now. I've been watching, I've, I've seen a lot of, I was trying to think of things I've watched with subtitles on television or like on Netflix. And I've watched tons of things with Spanish subtitles. Um, and I've never struggled with that, but there was something about the German that maybe it was the specificity or like the type of thing. I've never seen like an indie rom-com kind of film. Right. And I think, and those have a tendency to be very like hyper contemporary and use a lot of like slang and modern language and like turns of phrase. And I think that sometimes those, even if you read the subtitle in time and you get the intonation and all that stuff, it still doesn't quite right. work with the, like even little things like the subtitles used the word blackmail when they were talking about like what she was doing with her parents. And like, right. I don't think that was quite what she was doing, but I think it was just like the closest translation right, yeah. to the German word they were using. Um and there were like little nuances like that where I was just kind of like, oh, I don't really understand his tone. 
like his tone and what his face is doing and what her face is doing in reaction to it versus what they're actually saying aren't matching up. But in like a rom-com, you'll often have that. Like if you read a transcript of a rom-com, it'll sound like they're just being mean to each other or something. But if you are (laughs) able to understand the nuances of the delivery, you can recognize it as flirting. And so I think it was, it was the type of film combined with my complete total unfamiliarity with German that made this one of the more difficult subtitle um, things that I've seen. Um, Did you, were you, did you feel like you were able to like track it all? And and am I, am I maybe putting something on the, on the language when it is in fact maybe a failure of the writing. I actually did feel there was a failure, of maybe not the writing, but the direction and a few, well, it's probably the writing too, but in some scenes, like the first, their first kind of date before her parents come in at the restaurant, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that was a very weirdly directed and written scene. Like they were just, they're both in weird head spaces and like, why are you here? Why are you allowing him to speak this way so early? Like you guys just like, I don't, I don't understand why you're in this, in this mindset, in this scene as an, as a character. Um, and why, like, I just didn't understand, like that, the whole scene, there was something about it that just didn't seem like it flowed right or made sense or. Yeah. Yeah, there was lot there was yeah. lots of that and lots of like leaps in yeah, motion. Yeah. Like people would change their opinion, not their opinion, but like their feelings towards each other would change dramatically without like a lot of warning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the tactic the tactics I guess changed a few times. Yeah, or like I didn't understand like there was a whole section where I rewound and I was like, did I did I miss a scene <laughs> where like they wake up from the night when they have sex and then they're having breakfast and then her parents come to the door Mm. and she gets the money and he overhears her say this like i'll break up with him basically and that's why he's he's all snippy with her but then she's like are you sure you don't want to use the money on your career and like you're gonna spend it on your mom and like i didn't recall a scene wherein he told her he was going to use the money on his mom. Like um, he was like, I have my boxing dream. And then she transfers him $25,000 and then he no longer is going to use it on his boxing dream. That was, well, earlier when he agrees to the money, he asked for more. Yes. Him, I remember like, that. When he asked for more, he, he says that he says something about his mom's business. That's the reason. Right. I also found that really weird where at the end of the movie, they're like, the solution is going to be this woman giving up her business and getting a job, quote unquote job. But like, if you are uneducated, like her job's going to be a under like a, like a minimum wage job. I thought she would end up in the restaurant. (laughs) Well, yeah. If, (laughs) if Izzy decides to like out of kindness, you know, she, but like, yeah, it's it's a weird no no no. People save up at their minimum wage jobs to maybe one day be able to like take on the debts of running their own convenience right. store. Yeah. Like well, it just like, seemed like backwards. I understand that like she was struggling and there was a lot of debt and things, but 
I don't think giving up her business is the right. Well, I wonder if she sold it, she would get some money. So that would help a little bit short term. But um, yeah, it's like, would a minimum wage job? I mean, if two of them do live together in that apartment, they both have, they're both working. Maybe they could. Maybe that can work. Maybe that is a solution yeah, to instead of that? having a business that give you debts. Um, but I I don't better? know. I I don't know if it's better. That's I agree with you with that. But I mean, ultimately, I, I think if that, he's just going to pay her debts and whatever. But right. Yeah, it wasn't really well thought out about what was going on there. Like why they needed to find a solution about that or like why wasn't Izzy the solution like them getting together would be the solution that they you know like like she would just help them well like it wouldn't be something that they would talk about it would just be something that us as an audience would be like oh that that's what would happen like you didn't have to do anything yeah I mean I guess making them billionaires was the way to do that but like like theoretically, so why isn't this gas station profitable? First of all, <laughs> that doesn't make just doesn't the, the whole thing about the business is like she's a small business owner. We are not led to believe that she's like an alcoholic or a gambling addict or yeah. anything. Like, like there, there wasn't didn't seem to be like she was doing anything really wrong. Yeah, and she just she just was like her her business was a money pit, and so, but then theoretically, if if the convenience store the gas station is a money pit isn't the burger place going to be a money pit and like 2.8 million in germany for carrying like a business that's not profitable and supporting a second like a family i don't know i feel, <laughs> i don't know that like we can just be like is he's gonna take care of it yeah like i i i'm also like with you on that like i don't know what is better i don't know what would be more beneficial like I feel like they're all they're both around the same like they're both going to give you the same problems or alternate problems or whatever it is um so I don't know what their solution like I don't think it is a good solution either but yeah I don't know yeah it was one of those movies that like didn't make a ton of sense (laughs) <laughs> and was definitely like a pretty conventional story. Yeah, very. It was very conventional. Yeah, but it was sweet. And like, I think if this movie had been, to be completely frank, if it, I think this movie had been in English and they had cast like, you know, people who were on CW shows or something, you know, like really cute, but like not super, you know, like not they didn't cast Emma Stone, but they cast you know Joanna Garcia it would have been like a Hallmark movie kind of like totally middling, but because it's German, it's like cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like an indie gem discovery. um, When in fact, it's like a pretty conventional princess popper film. But I I was charmed by it. I I was expecting some sort of culture differences. And I really didn't get any of that out of this. Because it's set in Germany, I was like, I was expecting. I mean, I don't travel much. I mean, how much? How different but, is Germany, though? Is it really that? Oh, exactly. Oh, I, I don't know. There was, there was the. Um, I'm oh, sorry, I'm mixing up some other shows now. Um, <laughs> but just um, like, just for a whole, it just seemed like they have a very similar culture than 
anywhere in America or North America. Um, but even like when you watch British shows, I feel like you, there's some British stuff there that it's much different. Um, and I was, I felt like I just didn't get anything, I don't know, different than what we experience over here. Not that we need to, but. I do wonder if some of that was that like, oftentimes with British shows, and that's, this is a definitely a generalization, but like, or even just with like indie films in general, the assumption we tend to make because it happens a lot is that people are making things that are really realistic and they're based on their own lives and their own experiences. Um, and kind of by definition, this can't be because it's about a billionaire's daughter and like an aspiring boxer. And like, it just didn't, this was not, um, anyway, so it, it just like was, it definitely wasn't um, like an, a hyper-realistic portrayal of anything. Um, it wasn't about Germany in any way. It was yeah. just, yeah, it was or just even like not even necessarily Germany. about Germany in the sense that, but like just about the lives of people who happen to be Germans. Like it, it, it wasn't like, because it was, inherently the writers were having to use their imaginations on what life for a young billionaireess is um, <laughs> unless there's a lot about the writer that I don't know um, because they were having to use their imaginations there that sort of um, the intricacies and nuances of something that's hyper realistic get lost and I think that German and, and Canadian culture are similar enough that um, all the differences would have been in those little nuances. And because it wasn't really based on anyone's ex specific experience, um, the nuances weren't there would be mine. Mm -hmm. That's my best guess. Yep. Why? Yeah. Cause it and, did and seem like, kind of universal and almost fairy tale-ish and yeah. It's sweet yeah. though. Yeah. Like I feel like, did they eat anything that was even German, like specifically German? Hamburgers. Okay. Aren't hamburgers technically German? No. From Hamburg? No. Um, they, they're one of those like quintessentially American foods, but aren't they based? Aren't but like, they? But like oh. they, had the, they had the fry joint. Like they were mainly concerned about the fries in that movie. Like they were eating fries more than burgers. Oh, yeah. Well, and he goes to the art show and is like, do you have fries? Yeah. <laughs> Which that's a, that's a trope I always struggle with. The like, <laughs> to, it's the princess and the pauper story every time and every time the quote-unquote popper not that that's not an offensive thing to call someone but you know what I mean he like comes and he has no idea how to function like, he, yeah. like the number of movies in which somebody has to be taught how to use a fork or like yeah. which fork yeah. quote-unquote which fork to use but like theoretically they've <laughs> seen Pretty Woman in which they are taught you know Titanic Kingsman. It's in Titanic and Pretty Woman. Like it's in Kingsman. the Princess Diaries does the same thing. Like someone, you do not have to be a fancy person. Yeah. You just have to have seen a movie about fancy <laughs> people <laughs> to understand. Yeah. I, I always find that so strange when it's like they just don't know how to function at all. And I'm like, I think a lot of it is just like basic instincts. I don't know. Yeah, or it's just like okay, maybe you made it the odd faux pas, but like you'll learn yeah. right away. But like. So do fancy people. Right, yeah, so, like, you know, it's sort of an odd, it's an odd trope that I find. Uh, but the, like in this one, they had to, it was like a heightened thing because they had to make him really scary to her parents. Yeah, like he um, wasn't supposed to do anything nice. Like he was supposed to, he 
was yeah. supposed to not use the right fork or whatever, even though that scene never happened. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It just seems so strange that he was like, <laughs> um, oh, and I don't know. What, what did you think of the, it sort of came down to in the end, the idea of like, he, she makes him feel bad about himself, essentially, just by being, which is the same thing Pacey says to Joey when they're breaking up in Dawson's Creek. So, um, I don't know. I think, I think that whole dynamic, their, their dynamic about hurting each other because they love each other is just always, is in all of those films. So I think like everything that they say is things that they, they thought about maybe originally that it's just coming out because they're hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all of that stuff, I just like, that's just what happens in these movies all the time. So I don't think anything here or there about it. Um, but what I thought was weird was her tactic of trying to get her money from her parents. Like I didn't like her tact, like this is, this is the tactic to get her money. Like I just didn't make sense to me unless she was trying to make a fool of herself in public. And I guess it eventually got there, but it just seemed like she was trying to do it privately with her family. Like just here's this boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Which like it was, is yeah. interesting. Cause like if it's public, then the commentary is like her parents are so concerned with appearances that she's going to embarrass them. But if it's private, what we're supposed to take from it is that her parents care about her and want her to end up with somebody who like treats her well, in which case that's not really going to work because their whole thing is that like, Aussie is like the wrong class. He's not, they don't like stage fights and things. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it's she very always strange. Says that she, and she always defends that I like him. He makes me happy. Like, so it's just like, well, then they would be happy for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, it would be about, I think it was like the idea was that they were embarrassed and she was like not doing the right thing for the family name or whatever. Um yeah, it was, it seems like a strange topic. She was like, blackmail is kind of the wrong word, but it was kind of like, she was threatening them with looking, making them look bad, but not through their actions, through her actions. It was yeah. sort of odd. Um, but it was just like a classic. It's basically the same story as um, something that's coming up on our schedule, which is to all the boys I've loved before, okay. because I made the schedule. So too bad, everybody. Um, where it's like a classic let's pretend to be together haha mm-hmm. secretly fall in love yeah. thing um, but it was sweet I don't know it was it could have been shorter um, I feel like a, a film that I come away from it just being like it was cute yeah. shouldn't be more than 95 minutes and this was <laughs> like two hours right yeah um, I think it was so, sort of well-rounded um, which is great about like having their family life as well and them dealing with their family problems and they had both had family problems and friends that helped like they both have their friend and the yeah friend one also thing had I... it, like the his funny friend that sent the dick pic to his mother and <laughs> that that was a fun little part and, yeah. yeah how did you feel about the rapping grandfather uh oh the eight mile thing was funny i i i don't know i liked it i i thought it was kind of I feel like it's stuff that you see all the time, like the old people trying to act hip and it's a fun little 
I don't know. I don't see that trope that often, but I do see it. Um, but this was, I don't know, this was interesting. Like they, he, he found this skill, I guess if you want to call it in jail. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to be like Eminem. <laughs> and it looked like, like the scene from Eminem, like it actually did. Just it was cute. it was all right. It was cute. One thing I will say I really liked about this movie was how they set up the idea of her not wanting to go to college but wanting to go to culinary school mm-hmm. and they rooted it in and then like and then there was like a tiny they didn't do enough of this but they did a little bit of like commentary on like social socioeconomic stuff and privilege because um there's this one scene where she's talking about how smart he is, even though he's not like an intellectual person. Like he's just, he's a boxer. He's not, you know, he's not always in his head, but she's able to identify that he just kind of has the wheels, even if he's not necessarily using them. Um, And she's able to, if you had all of, if you'd been raised the way I was raised, you would be, you know, a rocket scientist. Whereas like, even with all the- He was talking about the grandfather. In that. Well, no, I'm talking about Aussie because she she right. says you're like your grandfather's really smart and so are you, um, yeah. but she's she's specifically talking about him and like when she says if you had been raised like I was you would be um, doing all these things and then I like the idea that even with all the privileges in the world some people are not going to be able to go to like an Ivy League college or something like some people just like she probably has a learning disability. She also was not thriving in an isolated, like specifically she had a very isolated scholastic environment and it placed limitations on her, even though she had all these uh, like privileges, which I thought was really interesting. And then the backstory of how she developed her love of cooking, which was like going and working with, um, which I guess is best described as like the downstairs crew. Like there's the, you know, in like Downton Abbey, there's upstairs yeah. and downstairs. Yeah. She would go and spend her time with the downstairs people because it was more comfortable for her and she felt more accepted and what they were doing was cooking. And that was where her love of that came. And like that made a lot of sense. And then the fact that her, like her mom fired the whole kitchen staff because she yeah. felt like it was holding, holding her back because she had this narrow idea of what, achievement could be um that stuff was all very interesting to me but then it kind of like wasn't the meat of the movie yeah and her like her um her best friend also had that little nice conversation about listen we're we both grew up the same but i i'm okay with this lifestyle but you're not and that's just who you are and that's perfectly fine i thought that was great and also that she didn't find her her those that that downstairs people like i'm like i, I thought she would go like she would eventually find them or yeah another yeah another movie would have like she would have found she or she like would have run into them and they would have inspired her to follow her heart or something yeah, yeah. um I, yeah I, I do also like that we didn't end with like a montage of her going to new york and finding happiness in new york right um i like that she a stayed Brooklyn here montage. and had like a simple she just bought the burger joint like you don't yeah. Because even the idea of going to fancy culinary school is kind of following the same path. It's obviously not, um, it's, it's going to a trade school instead of a school, instead of university, but it's the same, like you go, you do the, the prestigious training and you follow the designated path. Whereas like just 
buying the burger joint and making it into what she wants it to be and staying in this community um that is more of a of a genuinely independent thing to do um and i also find it really annoying when characters um end movies by discovering their freedom by moving to new york because they're such unique individuals (laughs) but like every movie ends with that i'm looking at you lady bird so (laughs) you know i find that irritating. so i'm glad it, it did i was surprised at not i wasn't surprised by how it ended in that like they all end up together and blah 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 but like yeah, I, was I was expecting surprised that surprised by the the resolution around how I thought she was going to end up moving to New York yeah I was expecting a, a New York thing to happen in the movie at some point I was definitely expecting that. or she would find a culinary school in Germany yes um, yeah the idea of just not going and just opening a burger place that was yeah. kind of cool yeah yeah definitely and like I wish that it didn't seem to be like she was staying for him yeah, um, I felt like that was also part of the reason why she stayed. But if it was, but it looked like she signed that paper with the restaurant before he came back and apologized. So, I mean, it looked like that's what she her plan was going to be anyway. Yeah, um, actually, I think you're right. I think that yeah. she she did have that. Um, we just find about about it after he apologizes. Yeah. Anyway. It was, yeah, it was cute. I'm glad I watched it. Um, Shout out to whichever movie club member put it on their list, recommended it, and then didn't come to the conversation. (laughs) It's happened a few times now. Um, But yeah, good good job, that person. Um, I enjoyed watching this. I never would have found it if they hadn't put it on their list. So that's great. Um, Yeah, do you have anything else you want to say about Is He an Aussie? Um, no, I do like movies that look at class systems, though, and, and yeah. compare them and talk about them and all that. Um, I think that's still a very relevant story. Yeah. I also did like the tiny detail about how they got, how they made their money, which to me felt like both quirky <laughs> and somehow also realistic. Like you invent yeah. a little screw two yeah. generations back and that screw gets used in every single whatever forever yeah. and that's how gigantic fortunes are built um yeah. which it was it was both quirky and uh kind of felt real and also had that weird sort of like nothingness to it like it was just right. it was so trivial and i feel like that's really interesting to me the idea of like so much wealth is built on like just kind of trivial stuff like there's people out there who are like the heirs to the toilet paper fortune you know like the cottonelle yeah. family people like obviously cottonelle's not their name but whoever founded <laughs> cottonelle yeah. you know so it's sort of weird um i think that's an interesting little little detail and, and that like and that the father who is the the father of her is is the one who got all of this fortune that he seems to not really care that much about the business that it's sort of happening and he's just um, yeah because it was his dad's too right like he inherited it so he's just like carrying it on yeah and he but he also didn't seem like an intense rich person more like the mother seemed more like that well and that was see like there were so many things in this movie that like i think were more interest belong in a more interesting movie and then they just like it was there but then they focused the camera slightly to the right of the interesting (laughs) thing um because they did do like it was her grandfather who made the money and then there's like a throwaway line about how her dad's entire existence is just not losing the money 
Like he, it's like, he's supposed to grow it and maintain it. And that's it. And so he's not invested. It's not his company. He didn't start anything. He's not making anything. He's just literally trying to make sure that they like sustain their fortune. And then the mom is the one who's interested. And, but also like he was raised because it was his dad who made the money. He would have been raised with the money. So like Issy, he's not really fussed about it. He takes it for granted. It's always been there. Mm-hmm. Whereas the mom who didn't have money and is obsessed with the world of the being the rich people. Yeah. Um, I didn't lose. love that they kind she of let the mom off the hook. They were like, oh, she has a tragic story and that's why she changed her name. I kind of liked the idea of the narrative Issy has in her head of her mom changed her name to sound fancier, which was a detail I didn't quite get until she fully explained it because I don't understand what a fancy German name sounds like versus a not fancy German. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there, that's always a thing that I find interesting. There's a little beat about that in, in center stage that I always enjoy. I also think it's kind of weird that like her mother was still a child when she got taken away. So she probably, like we don't know if she ended up with a privileged family anyway like we don't actually know where she ended up before getting married to him yeah or if like the name change could have been just like she took her foster parents or her adopted parents name which is very normal i think so who knows um but yeah there was like a lot of that stuff that was very interesting it almost i almost want to say this could have been like an interesting series instead of a movie where like the stuff that they focused on in order to make it a clean two hour narrative was not the most interesting stuff. But if they'd had the room, the storytelling room to go down all of these little side paths, I would have been interested to know more about his friend and more about, and like, what, what's it like being an Arab in Germany? Like, is that a thing? Yeah. It was hinted at a bunch of times that it's not exactly the easiest thing. And then nothing from him. Like, and like, did we see him experience racism? Like I don't, not really yeah but we got hints that it wasn't an easy you know and and then even like her friend the idea of like her being a symbol of this shallow lifestyle is he is rejecting but also not a bad person herself just because she embraces that lifestyle there were lots of side roads that we could have gone down that could have been interesting that we didn't have time to go down and I think it maybe could have been an interesting series. So Netflix, Kate, take that note and uh, run with it. 